Please hang up and try again. Foreshadow the battle when sunrise it casts a black shadow. I never solo travel. Yeah. I like to welcome everybody. What's up? All my black citizens, all my shadow citizens. Uh-huh. Welcome to smoking with no regrets. Hashtag Shadows Anonymous. What the deal? I'm your skyscraper, aka host. Foreshadow, aka cast the Gotham Knight, aka Astoria's Black Waldo. Drop below. I am from Astoria, New York. What's the deal? You know what I'm saying? Big up to Ravenswood. Big up to Queensbridge. You know what I'm saying? Big up to Roosevelt Island. Big ups to Hempstead, El Dorado, Terrace Ave, the Bedell Inn. What's up? What's up? You know what I'm saying? Big ups to Roosevelt. Big ups to Freeport. This is New York all day, people. I'm from the home of the Apollo, the Empire State, where greats like Lena Horne, Stevie Wonder, the Jackson 5, Red Fox, Nat King Cole, Marvin Gaye, all the greats perform. 125th Street, stand up. What's up, Harlem? What's up, Flatbush? What's up, Best Style? What's up, Marcy? What's up, Brownsville? What's up? What's up, fam? <laughs> Come fuck with your boy. You know what I mean? It's the Big Apple, people. The city that doesn't sleep. This is the Empire State, the home of the Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island. You know what I'm saying? This is immigrants, you know what I'm saying? Taking over. What's up? Making this city run. Making the world run. That's right. You know what I'm saying? This is home of hip-hop, B. <laughs> this is home of, you know what I'm saying, Sun. This is home of B. This is home of what's good. This is home of on the strength. This is home of to the 10th power. You know what I'm saying? This is home to the black Muslim. You know what I'm saying? All up in that motherfucker Farrakhan. What's good? My 5%er brothers, what's good? You know what I'm saying? My Christian brothers, what's good? You know what I'm saying? My hustling motherfuckers on the street corner with the 10 boots and the one leg rolled up on the right side. Maybe the left side. I'm talking about the high top Tims with the, you know what I'm saying? The lip folded down. What's good? New York, stand <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? They should have never gave me the voice. They should have never gave me the mic to talk to y'all motherfuckers because I'm here. You know what I'm saying? It's been too long, too long waited, but I'm here. I'm here to talk to y'all. You know what I'm saying? I am your host. I'm Cass. I'm foreshadowed. This is Shadows Anonymous. And I just want to give you a, a little guideline of where I'm coming from so y'all can fuck with your boy. You know what I'm saying? What's good, DMV? Word. You know what I'm saying? Word, what's up? You know, we right here in Virginia, right? Word, real you know shit. what I'm saying? 15 minutes right outside of D.C. Real shit. Another little like 10 minutes right there in, in Bethesda. You know what I'm saying? You got National Harbor. You got, you know what I'm saying? B-more about 60 minutes down the road. Yo, DMV, stand up. What's stand good? fuck up. Real shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, what's up, Fredericksburg? All the way to Richmond. My RVA people. What's up, Richmond, Virginia? Real the shit. city, the capital. What's good? We only get a bird some love because we went to high school there. Just real shit. I mean, real shit, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, it is what it, it is, is what you know it what I'm is. saying? That's where Black Waldo from Astoria come from, you know what I'm saying? I claim Astoria is in my blood, you know what I'm saying? That's my housing projects, you know what I'm saying? Big up to my aunt, Doreen, you know what I'm saying? My, my cousin, KK, you know what I'm saying? What's good, Smooch? What's up, Jamal? What's up, people? You know what I'm saying? They still in the projects. We just went back home the other day. You know, you can check my feed out on Twitter at Find My Shadows on Twitter, and you'll see my background image. That's the skyline from my projects, me taking the picture with my iPhone, people. What's good? You know what I'm saying? I rep it all day to the heart. This nigga's up in here. I'm up in this motherfucker, B. What's happening? You know what I'm saying? I just want to just to introduce my homeboy. You know what I'm saying? He um put me on game. You know what I'm saying? My my boy from another city, you know, we like blood up in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to let shit. him take the opportunity. Y'all probably already know him, but I want him to go ahead and introduce himself, talk a little bit about where he come from. Take it over, B. Listen, if you don't know me, you should do yourself a favor and go do some fucking research because you're going to improve your life. 
by getting to know Penrose Eames. Uh-huh. I am Penrose Eames, a.k.a. Mansa Panacea, a.k.a. Yeah. the mental yeah. holding of gargantuan size. If you don't understand what that means, that means you should probably go look up both of them as well. Uh-huh. A.k.a. I'm the Wolf of Ward Street. What? Holla out to my niggas in the second block of Ward. Holla at everybody from motherfucking Brightmore all the way to Seven Mile. Uh-huh. Holla at all my East Side niggas, East Warren niggas, motherfucking Charmer niggas, motherfucking everybody that rep the aisle. Just... Oh. Holler to the whole Detroit city, because that's Detroit? where I'm from, man. I'm from Motown, yeah, home yeah, of the yeah. blind pig. Uh. The only U.S. city that's actually north of Canada. Do your research, niggas. Uh. Home of Malice Green, yeah. home of Coleman Young and Kwame Kilpatrick. Yeah. And like I told y'all niggas before, you don't fuck with Kwame, you really don't fuck with me. Uh. Real shit, B. Um, I'm just a, I'm Penrose Eames, man. I was about to say I'm a regular nigga, but that was about to be the first lie told on this podcast. Uh, Ain't shit regular about me, nigga. I'm the king because I said it and I mean that shit. I quote a lot of rap lines, but that one right there, when it comes to Detroit podcast, nigga, I'm the fucking king. You niggas know about Penrose versus everybody. You niggas know about Down with the DMs. You niggas know about my little brother, Dago BJ. You niggas know we out here, man. We been moving. What up, B? We been moving, man. We've been moving, and you niggas just hoping y'all can ah, grab on the motherfucking coattails and keep coming with us. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody I've been fucking with. Shout out to the new niggas that I'm going to end up fucking with. And shout out to everybody that don't fuck with me, because everybody uh-huh. can't fuck with a king. You Get feel what I'm saying? Half you niggas is peasants any fucking way. You niggas know who you are. You know what I'm saying? This podcast is going to be on some totally different shit than my shit, yeah. but just introducing myself, yeah. I'm still that same brash, don't give a fuck ass nigga. You don't like me? Guess what? Suck a dick and die slow. I am Penrose Eames. Catch me on Twitter at Penrose Eames, goddammit. Yes, sir. Yeah, people. You know what I'm saying? This is a long time waiting, but we are here. Like I said, I'm your boy. I'm your skyscraper. I'm not your host, you know what I'm saying? I'm your skyscraper, dude, because I tower over everything. When the sunrise, it casts a shadow. I never walk alone, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me just break that down for y'all, you know what I'm saying? Because um, I like to welcome everybody that come on the show. This is what it's going to be like, you know? It's going to be called Shadows Anonymous. For the first time, people on the show, you know what I'm saying? We're going to introduce yourself, you know what I'm saying? You're going to give a big up to where you're from. You're going to give a little history about where you're from. And then we're going to dive into, you know what I'm saying, just kind of like who you are in the identity purpose. Because right now, we need to really figure out who the fuck people are. There's too many layers going on right now. Real shit. You know what I'm saying? We're going to peel back this shit like onions, you know what I'm saying? We're going to cry a little bit. We're going to sob a little bit. But for real, though, we're going to bring flavor to every dish. You know what I'm saying? Onions is just like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I like to call it like a cleansing kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So we really just going to tap into this right now. And um, I'm going to just give you a little bit of a sample here about the Shadows Anonymous. You know what I'm saying? You can become a shadow citizen when you go through the spill. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, this is all leading down the road to smoking with no regrets. Now, what is smoking with no regrets, people? I'm just putting it to you real like this. I ain't going to bullshit you. I like to smoke weed. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, I did. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying that I do. You know, for certain purposes. You know what I'm saying? Can't do it. Got the job and all that stuff. But... The idea is, at the end of life, when you want to retire, when you're ready to just chill back, max and relax, another thing from NY, you know what I'm saying, max and relax, <laughs> what's the deal? But when you sit back, Yo, I'm surprised you ain't hit him with dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but when you sit back, and you start taking it all in, you soaking it all in, I don't know if you're going to be a grandma, grandpa, single, whatever the fuck, you're going to be on a yacht, you're going to be just on the projects, up in the building, just chilling. You know what I'm saying? You're going to look back on life and be like, you know, I had no regrets. You know what I'm saying? I'm just letting it all loose. This is going to be a show that is going to be unbiased. I want you to speak your mind. I want it to just flow out and just, it could be any topic. It's going to build up. And when it comes to that segment of smoking with no regrets, we're going to just say whatever the fuck comes to mind in rapid fire motion. Whatever comes to my images, words, metaphors, whatever. You know what I'm saying? We give you a little sample how it's going to be, but, you know, it's unbiased. And then, you know what I'm saying? Some things is going to really just stand out to the to the person who might be on the other side of me. And then we'll delve into like, all right, so what did you mean by so forth and so forth or what you said there, what you said there? We just really going to get into the psyche of just who you are to the core. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when we leave here, you're going to feel like, you know what? I got some shit off my chest or I'm a little clearer on a certain topic or a certain issue, uh-huh. but... 
really you're gonna know yourself a little bit deeper. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You're gonna have a little bit more of a foothold and a, and a good stance on a specific topic uh -huh. or how you really might see something, how you might feel a certain way. And it also gives you a chance for your mind to be changed and open up your eyes a little bit more and broaden your horizons too. Uh -huh. Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's a little bit of education, it's a little bit of psychology, it's a little bit of sociology, and it's just some, some real shit too. That's you know right. what I'm saying? So. You know, fuck with me, man. Fuck with us. Because, you know, we about to take this journey together. I want you all to be shadow citizens. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we're going to do this thing. And, and, and really, I want you all to, um, you know what I'm saying? You can send emails, questions, you know, comments to foreshadowing007 at gmail.com. That's the number four, shadowing007 at gmail.com. You know what I'm saying? Send your comments. I'm at Find My Shadows on Twitter. That's at Find my shadows on Twitter. You know, holla at me there. And look, I'm just getting started, so we're going to get some other venues going too. But I do want to hear back from you. You know what I'm saying? And if I hear from you, I'll big you up. I'll put you on the segment. I'll, I'll take your words and quote it right here so that you can listen to it on the next show. So other people, so we can kind of get a dialogue going. That's what I, that's, that's I want to do. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's how I want it to go. So, um, yeah, man, how you feeling, baby? I'm good, B. Um, I'm here. I'm alive. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if niggas checked the snap already, but you know, I woke up with. I was I was woke up to the drama. You know what I'm saying? I woke up to the drama, bro. I heard it, bro. And that shit just been going since I motherfucking opened my eyes. But mm. at the end of it, I looked back and I, and I like I told niggas on the snap today. The only time shit really smack you in the head when you know that you ain't moving in the wrong direction. Is when you at your strongest point. Mm. So for me, B, I'm good. Word. I'm a hundred grand right now. You saying. know what I'm saying? So, nigga, I'm Penrose, nigga. Like, and I woke <laughs> up with this golden black skin. No, no disrespect to nobody else, yo. But real shit. Yeah. I woke up with this golden black skin, nigga. So I feel like God doing this. He's still doing an amazing job. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> no, Sam, no Sammy Sosa's over here, no my Sammy nigga. No Sosa. Sammy Sosa's over here. No bleaching over here, nigga. Oh, uh, yo, I mean? yo. Um, tell, tell the viewers. You know what I'm saying? The the shadow citizens that's gonna be listening. What what's Penrose? You know what I'm saying? And and also, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna do something like this. When I say shadow, you know what I'm saying? When the sun rises up and it casts that shadow, that's a that's a, an extension of yourself. Right, real shit. It, it lets you know that you're alive because you know what I'm saying they got the whole vampires. They ain't got no shadow. They ain't, shadows. Got no shadows. They ain't, they ain't living. So no we living. No soul. So you know what I'm saying? As a man. As Penrose Eames right here sitting across from me, when the sun shines up and it casts that shadow, who are you shadowing in your life that you like, you know what I'm saying, that you shadowing, that you kind of learning from, that you kind of moving in a, in a certain direction to that end point of smoking with no regrets? Talk to the people, man. I feel you, man. Um, to be personally or brutally honest, uh, and a lot of people, you know, y'all might not understand or know who this person is, but I feel like... When the sun when the sun shine on me and my shadow is out there, I feel like I'm shadowing Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa was the richest person to ever walk the face of the earth. Uh, Mansa Musa was the one king that ran the Mali tribe better than anybody. Um, I not only feel like I shadowed this man because of all of his his uh, feats and his heights and <clears throat> everything that we can find in our textbooks. But we actually did a study on our family. Mm -hmm. uh, this was well before, what's that shit called? Uh, Ancestry.com. Ancestry. <laughs> yeah. This is well before that. Shout out to Ancestry.com for all you niggas that need it and uh, you know, find out your, your true roots. But Oh, oh and also shout out to BlackAncestry.com for all you, you know what I'm saying, people of color that want to know what tribe you might come from. Check them out too. Real shit. Um, I actually come, hands down, I mean, of course, it's very diluted by now. But my actual bloodline literally extends from the same bloodline of Mansa Musa. I literally come from the bloodline of the richest motherfucker to ever walk the face of the earth. And a lot of people, yo, I used to think, like, where do I get all this arrogance from? That shit's in, that shit's in you naturally. You don't just act like this for no fucking reason. Like, I could be the brokest nigga around and you niggas would never know it because I'm going to always make you believe that I'm on motherfucking top. And that's why I feel like I'm shadowing. When I'm out here going through my day-to-day -day life, the strains of being a father, the strains of being in a relationship, the ups and downs, the ins and outs, 
The strains of fucking dealing with motherfuckers I don't want to deal with. Trying to get to new levels and everything. At all costs, I must move like a king. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I feel like, uh, again, I'm the king because I said it. And I don't give a shit how anybody else feels about it. In, in the sense of, I got, I have to for my son, for the old lady. Shit, for my for for my niggas that's 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 right here with me, for my family. Period. Mm-hmm. I must move like a king. I must I must have the 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 guile and the the arrogance of a man samosa with the attitude of a shocker. Mm. Fuck with me. That's that's who Penrose is. I explained to you all where the name Penrose came from before, where Penrose Eames came from. For all of y'all that'll be a first time listening to this show, just to let you know. Uh, if you ever seen the Penrose stairs, it's a never-ending staircase. You can never go up or down, mm-hmm. but it's always somewhere to go. Right. And Eames was the forger in uh, Inception. Right. And especially as a black man, I'm not saying that as a forger, I'm a liar. But as a black man, you have to put on many different hats in order to get from point A to point B. Now you're talking about Inception, the movie. The movie, yeah. 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 So I always, when I when I when I came up with the name Penrose Eames, that's how I looked at it. Like Dr. Penrose, that came up with the Penrose stairs, him and his son actually. Those stairs, no matter how far you go up or how far you go down, you always end up back at yourself. But even with only being me, I always got to stay true to myself. With being me, sometimes as a black man, you have to forge your way through life. And like I told, for, for, for those of you who listen to me on my own show, on Penrose vs. Anybody, you know I don't just do this for me. I do this for us. Mm. I wear these different hats so that we can get somewhere different. Word. That's what's up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's real talk, people. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I fuck with that perspective. You know what I'm thank saying? You, you. I, I fuck with that, cause uh, cause you the brokest motherfucker in this motherfucker, but <laughs> but on Tuesdays and Thursdays this nigga dressed flies a motherfucker. Fly in the motherfucker. And you nigga. think this nigga got a jet parked in the back? You know what I'm saying? You know it. <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays, sit your ass down. Uh, shit. Nah, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, richness is a is a state of mind, people. You know what I'm saying? It's how you carry yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's what you believe in. It's your morals. It's how you it's how you proceed. Through the ups and downs, through the, through the obstacles and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what richness is, you know what I'm saying? Like really think about those those terms and define them, apply them to your life, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not about money and all that, you know. Like what he just did, he just took you on a journey and, and tracing it back to roots. And see, that's the whole point of this show, like that, man, is, is to take it back, take it deeper, man, take it to like the root of stuff. Like I say, we're gonna peel back layers. To really get to like the heart of things, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take it a little different perspective. See, I, I go by foreshadow, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and in my opinion, and, and in my upbringing, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have role models, so I really didn't get into like who am I trying to shadow until really I was like maybe in college until I really started thinking like, yo, like I took some Black History studies. I was learning about. Du Bois, and, and you know what I'm saying, all these greats that just had these minds that was like elevation. And then that's when I was like, yo, like, okay, now I'm on a path. Now I'm trying to take the torch and keep it going. But coming back from a little man, you know what I'm saying, in the projects, whether it's in Queens, whether it's in Hempstead, big up, what's up? Um, I always have this image of myself. You know, in Hempstead, we had these uh, these parades. It was um, like a homecoming for the high school for Hempstead High. And everybody know what I'm talking about back in the day. And I used to walk around with a Raiders coat on because everybody was on San Francisco. <laughs> and they had, you know what I'm saying, the uh, the starter jackets. And I, I just didn't have it. So my pops had a hand-me-down Raiders coat. My pops is a big Raiders fan, even though he born in Harlem and from New York. Yo, shout out <laughs> to the Raiders, nigga. Shout out to the Raiders. Hey, the Giants going to see him this year, nah, too. Nah, so we going to crush yo, on we gonna, niggas. We going to see what's happening, yo. Hey, yo, real shit. On, and not to throw you off base, I don't know if you heard. Calvin Johnson might come out of retirement to play for the Raiders. You know what, man? That's some bullshit. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Here we got Marshawn. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, I'm in the show right now. <laughs> in the show right now, B. That's just that's that's on some other shit. You know, always everybody always trying to like cheating shit. You know, Red Rover. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody want to go after the the real slow kid or something like that. Or or let's just say this. You know what I'm saying? Growing up in hood, you'd be like. 
right, we're going to pick teams to play ball. We're going to pick teams to play football right. or whatever. Everybody trying to get their squad. It's always like the motherfucker fastest. The, the, of course, you know what I'm saying? Nigga. It's, come on, B. You got to win. Come on, B. Listen, the Raiders, nigga. Listen, niggas know I'm a Detroit nigga. I love the Tigers. Mm-hmm. I love the motherfucking Pistons. Mm-hmm. And I'm from the city where you can get your Red Wings, and that don't mean something nasty, okay? <laughs> but I don't fuck with the Lions. I'm just going to be real, nigga. I've been a Raider fan since a little boy. Right. Since them Bo Jackson days. Right. And listen, man, commitment to excellence, man. You know man, what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you. I ain't going to... Hey, people, I grew up a Raiders fan first, okay? My first book report was Bo Jackson. You know what I'm saying? And then when I turned like, I don't know, 9 or 10, that's when I was going to use Lawrence Taylor. And I was like, yo, this nigga here. Woo! I mean, outside of fucking 15 year old girls. I mean, was- yeah. <laughs> We, we ain't going look. Those are Florida niggas, man. I, look, Florida. What's what is going on with y'all, motherfuckers? Yo, what's happening in the water down there? What is in the water down there? Yo, my man HAB on his show, he does things for a Thunderdome, and it's always about the most outrageous stories he can find in Florida. Right. It's always something crazy, yo. Yo, I mean, seriously, going to Florida when I'm like on one side of the street and it's like pouring down rain, but it's like sunny, sunny on the other side. side? Yeah. Come on, something going on in Florida, man. Hey. Uh, archaeologist or thermologist, whatever the fuck you are with the weather and shit, I'll let your boy at, you know what I'm saying, find my shadows <laughs> on Twitter and let me know what the deal is going on in Florida because I'm really interested in what the hell is going on over there for Florida. real. That was what, that is the first time they found that nigga. Remember they, uh, when Bath Swats first got discovered? <laughs> they found that nigga eating that nigga face. Mm-hmm. That nigga was butt ass naked eating another nigga yep. face, bro. Bath Swats. Yeah, bro. Florida was wet. I want to say Florida. I know Florida is where they caught that lady fucking that dog. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, if somebody let me know, either hit my mans up at Find My Shadows or hit me up on Twitter at Penrose Eames. I think Florida is where that lady wild out in that motherfucking McDonald's drive-thru and tried to go through the window on their ass because they didn't have no chicken nuggets. <laughs> Hey, don't deprive her of some chicken nuggets, yeah. man. That was probably when they didn't have actual meat. It was like 6 a.m. Right? See? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? That's like... There's no, it's not chicken nugget time. chicken nugget time? No. They wasn't... Do- nah, man. I mean, look. Okay. Get you a big griddle and get right. the fuck on. Get, get on with your life, man. What is what is going on? Look, all right. Let's, let me bring it back here, okay? Because, um, you know, we went from we went from uh, the great north up there. We went to the north, east, north over there in New York. We just went down to Florida a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So this is kind of the east coast. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you know what I'm saying? I, I like to draw my, like I said, I, I was that little kid, you know what I'm saying, in the parade with a Raiders coat on, standing out from everybody else, you know what I'm saying, hands in the pocket, bandana on the head. And no, I wasn't fucking with no gangster shit, no West Coast. That was just how it was. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we had crews and stuff like that, but that'd be another topic. But I was by myself, you know what I'm saying? Just walking in a crowd in the midst of people, just me and my shadow. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Growing up as a little man, I was always afraid of my shadow. You know what I'm saying? So that's where that fourth shadow come from. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that I always felt like I was walking alone, but I actually wasn't. It was always somebody else with me. And I call that my shadow. You want to call it a higher power and call it God, whatever. But somebody was always with me. I got stories that, you know, shit could have happened, but it didn't. You know what I'm saying? God forbid or God willing. Hey, it just worked out that way. So, um, so who I was foreshadowing was no one. No one. It was me walking in the night. In the dark, cutting corners, you know what I'm saying? Looking for a, another alleyway to cut through because I know the crackhead's going to be here. I know a drug dealer's going to go down here. So I'm trying to get home, and it's a maze, you know what I'm saying? Like, trying to find another another, another uh, a road to go, you know what I'm saying, to avoid certain traffic. And just, just remember that, <laughs> to avoid certain traffic. Certain traffic. You yeah. know what I'm saying? To avoid traffic because I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to survive too, a little man. Nigga, I, I feel like it should be like one of them like mixtape albums. Rewind <laughs> it! Avoid certain, certain traffic. traffic. Nigga, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, feel me on this, people. Like, avoiding traffic. We'll get into that, though. I, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have a next show. The actual real jump off is going to be about traffic. But, you know what I'm saying? But it was... I didn't have, there was a lot of influence too. And if you're from the hood, you know, you know what I'm saying? From the hood, there's a lot of influences with different people, different groups. There's a lot of shit you can get into. Um, not a lot of outlets for like positivity shit, but there always seemed to be a, like trouble right around the corner. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, and I grew up in the era of the early 80s, you know what I'm saying? Where 
there's a lot of responsibility put on little kids. Real shit. You know what I'm saying? We had a lot more responsibility than these kids do today. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had a key to my apartment when I was seven years old. As a young nigga, right. Right. Learning how to cook for myself on the stove. You know what I'm saying? Even picking my little my little sister up from daycare or the, the babysitters. I was over in the in the middle section on the fourth floor. Shout out to the Bedell. What's up? <laughs> Shout out to Terrace. What's up? But, hey, you know, my little sister, she can let you know. And Chanel, if you listen to this, you know, you're going to be like laughing. I already hear you in the background laughing. You got your stories. But that's how it was. I pick her up. And I was like, you know what I'm saying? Guys following me home from school trying to jump me. I got to pick her up in the middle section. I got to get all the way over to the Bedell end. And each floor can go from the middle section to the Bedell end. But you got to kind of go, you got to navigate your way. So everything was a maze. Everything was like, how am I going to avoid this traffic to, you know what I'm saying, keep myself safe? Things. So I didn't really have time to think about role models and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? People might feel Yo, this. And real shit, B. A lot of niggas might not be from NY. And if they are, still some niggas that might not be from the projects. Let them know. Not only was you avoiding traffic. How narrow are them fucking hallways bruh, in the projects, yo, bruh? Let me tell you something. You can't even stay man. on shoulder to shoulder in that bitch. Something, nah, man. Some of those, some of those, those hallways, see, depends, right? So it depends on what projects you're coming from. Like in Astoria, some, you know, like Marcy, you know what I'm saying? Those, those hallways are a little bit more short. You know what I'm saying? You get off the elevator, you go to the left, to the right. You got an incinerator probably to your left, right by the elevator, which is a little piece of shit where you stuff your trash in. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers just throw that on the floor. Crackheads throwing, you know, breaking bottles, throwing cigarettes, fires, all that stuff. You know what I'm talking about? But in Hempstead and Long Island, we had long hallways that went from like, I want to say like almost 30 to 40 yards. But the wall to wall on the side of you was like literally, I could put my hands out yeah. like in a T, yeah. and I could touch both sides. Both sides, nigga. You right. know what I'm saying? Both sides. So, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy like that. Plus, you know what I'm saying? Um, on the rooftop, it was a long ass motherfucking building. So you had three sections Jackson in, middle section, Bedell in. And you can hop the roof from one rooftop to the middle to the Bedell, and you can hop the roof. And that's how I used to, you know what I'm saying, have to plan my route when I had to try to avoid certain traffic. I had to figure out, am I going to take this staircase right. to get to the third floor? Then I'm going to take the third floor and go to like a middle staircase and go to the fourth. Right. And it, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's like that. So really, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, is that when you have certain traffic in your life and you're just trying to survive day to day, sometimes you don't really have those opportunities to really think about more things in life that it's like about up, uplifting like your Martin Luther King's your, your Malcolm X's you know learning about stuff like that the system in the schools wasn't all that um, wasn't all that great to really tell you about that you know what I'm saying so you know it's in the school system I'm hoping it's a, it's a lot better now but my story is I was thinking more about survival. I wasn't thinking more about like who I want to try and be like. You know what I'm saying? That just that just wasn't the case. So, you know, say they say New York niggas is very arrogant. You know, and I mean maybe that's the example Man, of why you, you niggas is way more than you know arrogant. What I'm saying? Maybe that's why I didn't met some of the softest New York niggas that <laughs> swearing down they got the juice, nigga. <laughs> swearing. Niggas wouldn't motherfucking bust a grape in a fruit fight. Couldn't cut theyself out of a wet paper bag, uh. but them niggas. <laughs> <laughs> now, I ain't talking shit about New York niggas, but every city got soft niggas. Yeah. Soft niggas from New York think they got the fucking juice, nigga. Yeah, man. They talk, they talk a good game, man. But when you put that shit to the test, they fold. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, that's just what it is, too. You know, it's it, it's like that. I had to learn my lesson. I ain't going to lie. I was one of those mouthy motherfuckers, you know. And I went down south to North Carolina to where, you know, the roots are and stuff. And... I ran across some some backwood, you know what I'm saying, cousins yeah. or just some friends who was just like all that talk. They ain't trying to hit. Right. They ready to throw fists. And I was like, oh, south. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. hey, they ready to throw. I was like, Wait. I wasn't even ready for that. <laughs> so yeah, I shut up, real. You know, I, I shut up. But I like to also think that my roots from the south also was instilled in me. I, I spent many, many summers in North Carolina. You know what I'm saying, hands in the dirt, all that stuff, and learn, you know, of of, of hard work. From the south, and I brought that to the from to the north, where it's a it's a really crazy combination with that farmers toughness from the south. You know what I'm saying? Good old boy, south south, like farmer, good old boy, not right. that redneck, good old boy. Right. And then you mix that with that cocky, 
gotta be, you know what I'm saying, flashy, gotta be confident about yourself. That's what it's about in New York. It's about confidence and believing in yourself. And you fake it till you make it, people. Fake it till you make it. That's hustling right there, one-on-one. Fake it till you make it, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so that's how it was for me, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I'm on my Ancestry.com stuff right now, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I really I really relate to, to Malcolm and Martin, you know what I'm saying? Malcolm with the whole nonviolent issue, you know what I'm saying? Really taking it deep and trying to move that's people. Hard it's, it's hard, bro, seriously. I think it's harder to not be violent than to actually be violent. Case in point, I'm on a plane coming back from Colorado with my wife. We're on a plane and, you know, I was on the window aisle, the window seat, my wife in the middle, old dude on the right-hand side, happened to be a white dude. Nothing against white people, nothing like that. My wife is white. It's cool, but the situation was he went to the bathroom and this motherfucker put his cup of coffee right on the aisle, like right where you got to walk through. And I didn't see that shit. So when he went to the bathroom, I got up to go walk I knocked his cup over. So he come back and I'm like, I had my headphones on. And I was like, oh, I knocked your cup of coffee, my bad. And he just looked at me and he picked up the cup and gave it to me like, hey, can you throw this away? And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Right. Just pissed off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, not, then, I'm not your trash man. I'm not your trash man, you know what I'm saying? So there was a little bit like an altercation. I came back and it didn't really help that I was listening to Ready to Die, which is the best album over Reasonable Doubt. But anyway, nah, you, know nah, you saw the votes. You saw the votes, nigga. <laughs> that shit just spike loud as shit. Nah, the only, reason, votes, the only nigga. reason why those votes was more Reasonable Doubt is because Jay is still alive and Big is dead. That's it. Nigga. Nah, nigga, because Reasonable Doubt's a better album. That's it. Nah, okay. nah. It, anyway, Pete, it's not. Ready to Die was like, yo, it, it was like the production level was like, the production West of Coast. Ready to Die is better than Reasonable Doubt? No, 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 no. Listen, oh, okay. listen. Okay. The, okay. No, right. Reasonable Doubt had some nasty beats. The sampling on that was no joke. Right. But Ready to Die, that shit could be bumped on in Cali and also right. on the and East Coast. You, right. you can't, like, Reasonable Doubt is like strictly straight that's East straight Coast. East Coast. But at the same time, look, Ready to Die had a better message than Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable Doubt had better bars. It had better uh, production. Okay. What, what's, Shit. what's bars? Let's break that down. What's bars? I mean, just the lyrics, period. Really? They both storytellers. I'm not going to lie. We I'm all a, know that Jay took, like, Big borrowed his style. Big from, was a better storyteller on Ready to Die than Jay was in Reasonable Doubt. Listen to those CDs But, but that's because every song on Ready to Die is a story. Exactly, but Reasonable Doubt was supposed to be a story as well. Not really. Reasonable Doubt was his, what he, what he said, yo. Your first album is always your best because it took however long before you made it, uh -huh. you have all that life to put into this album. Right. So 26 years, right. I put it into this album. Right. And when you really look at, at Reasonable Doubt, nigga, because I remember we talked, I'll give you that. Ready to Die had a, a way better intro. Right. I'll give you that. Yeah. But when we talking about Can't Knock the Hustle, when we talking about Friend or Foe, when we talking about Dead Presidents, one and two, even though two only made the album. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a better album. Nah. When we talking about nah. my sauce motherfucking is uh, uh, my, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Put your hands up in the air if you feel me. Right. I actually think that's volume one, but still, point being is, reasonable doubt, bruh, the, the title. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Right. For one, the title is something that you're using in, in court. Right. This nigga was letting you know off break. This is where my mind frame is. Right. We 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 fucked with ready to die. Right. Cause I felt it. Right. And at the same time, you know what I mean? You fucking with the nigga that fucked with Craig Mack. For all you real rap niggas, you know Craig Mack was that nigga. Yeah. So when you bringing Biggie out, right. you already fucking with Craig Mack. Of course, Ready to Die got the shine that it was supposed to get. Uh -huh. But overall, as an album, production value, nah. bars, nah. the stories, nah. Reasonable Doubt is a false nah, supreme let me, album. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me highlight y'all, you know what I'm saying? Ready to Die. Think about that, people. This motherfucker is saying, I'm ready to die. Like, right now, I'm, I don't give a fuck. And when you listen to Ready to Die, yo, Big went hard, bro. That shit, This motherfucker, But listen to him, though. This... Alright, I'm just gonna go, let's just go on bitches when he was just, just talking about bitches on both albums. Okay. Alright, Jay was like kind of 
Like, I didn't really believe he had no pimp status like that. Okay. First of all, he ugly as shit. Okay. Right? And Big's not. And Big is, Big's not, but Big is like, the way Big's he... Big's not but, ugly? But, but listen to it. The way that Big went hard on his album, the way that... Yo, this motherfucker was fucking on his album. Right? Okay. And getting head on his album, like, as far as the interludes went. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? Yo, you gotta give him props on that shit. Like, he went in with the mentality of, like, I don't give a fuck. But, I'm letting everything but out if right you now. Really, I'm going if you hard, really I'm going take that, If you really take that, and true enough, that those things did happen on that album. Right. But if you really take that and really want to be real, that was all West Coast influence. East Coast niggas weren't doing that on their albums. That was all that. West Coast influence. I, I think Big let's, was just. I think let's nah, look, Big let's, was just like that. Bro. Let's nah. Let's look yeah. at. Uh, uh, like let's that. look at the Chronic. Let's look at Doggy Style. Mm-hmm. Let's look at Dog Food. Okay, you know I gave you that. He did. He did have um, on the beginning on the evolution of Big. He did have Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style playing a little bit of like NWA playing on the evolution of how hip hop was going and then boom came Big Papa, right? All right. So okay, so let's say he did have influences like that. On just an influence level and then his his like introduction into the hip hop, he showed you a more well roundedness of like I'm influenced by all from East and West and now I'm giving you this. Jay was influenced by that as well, but he ain't bring none of that shit. I mean, he didn't have to bring the West Coast. See, the thing about Jay, the only reason, and niggas like to bring this up, like, oh, Jay didn't go platinum until it got released second or a second time. The thing about when Big reason, died. Right. Now, I'm going to be real. True enough. Was Big the king? Yeah. Yeah. But when Jay said, I'm the best to ever come around here, excluding nobody, look what I embody, a soul of the hustler. I really ran these streets. Mm-hmm. A CEO of mine, that marketing plan was me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, I ain't just shot up a whole bunch of times. Now, I ain't animated like Say a Buster Rhymes. Right. But the fact that I went flat a bunch of times, come on, man. Like, now that wasn't reasonable doubt, of course, but I'm looking, I'm just, I'm just breaking his rhymes down from the sense of look at who we talking about. Okay. Because I'm, I'm going to be real. A lot of niggas always say if Big didn't die, Pac didn't die, Jay wouldn't have got his shine. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lie. No, I think he would have. You know what I'm saying? He now, would, would his name have has been as big? I still think so. I just don't think... I honestly don't think they would have gave him King only because okay. Big would have been alive. Okay. But, I, okay, Big said it himself. This is why it took Big... Because you brought this up the other day. Uh-huh. On, on, on Reasonable Doubt... Mm-hmm. On Brooklyn's finest, Jay wrote his verse right then and there. It took Big a month and a half. Now what, nigga? The niggas, he's a better rapper. Nah, I like to think that. But look at Big's track record. He did that with Jay. He did that with Bone. That's because he stole everybody's style he ever been on the track with. But he didn't steal it. He was like, I'm gonna show you my range. Jay is always Jay. You, I mean, he might do like Big Pimpin' or some shit like that. But still, it was still Jay. It was still like it's Jay's kind of rapid, like you know what I'm saying, Spitfire like that. He didn't really, you ain't see Jay on no no song with Bone or like that. You ain't see Jay really have to be on a song even with Bone. even with Twista. Jay could have showed his like range there if he wanted to go that rapid fire real quick. He even did. With, not really though. Talking about is that shit, chick? Not really though. I mean, oh, I man. mean, yeah, but the crazy part is as much as I li- love Memphis, as much as I love Memphis Bleak, uh-huh. that song is only as big as it is because of Jay. Okay, Jay, if we want to really listen to his delivery, yeah. is that your chick? It wasn't Chris. Right, but that's Jay. That. But, yeah, that, it but that's, but that's that. Jay style though. Even right. when he went quick, sometimes it was like. It's a little stumbled over. Right. It's a little stumbled over. So it's like, okay, can you say he mastered somebody's style? No. That's just nah, Jay putting his style on it. He wasn't trying to master another nigga's style, But that's nigga. what I'm saying. Big. Because, because like even he though said, big, nigga. Even though Big, it took him maybe a month. Okay, maybe. That's going to be Listen, hearsay. If like it took Jay him a said, month nigga, on for that, the right price, even my verse can make your shit tighter. He didn't have to master, master nobody else's style, nigga. Anyway. Okay, okay again. Okay. We talking Big versus Jay. Tell me that Love the Dope, J-Verse mm. didn't kill Biggs. Mm. Murdered that nigga on his own track. Because they was talking about a subject that Jay's more, is more, Jay was more on that flashy, 
you know what I'm saying, get dough, gangster type thing, you know what I'm saying, gangster as far as like mob gangster, not gangster. Right, 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 right. But that was Jay's whole MO, reasonable doubt. Right, right. Big, what well, that's not, it was like, Big was like, he had the one where he's on a train about to rob somebody. I remember. Stick up kid, you know yeah, what I'm saying? don't get me wrong. Okay, we're talking about two I different calibers of motherfucking MCs, that's why. Big I, was the first nigga to do a track that featured himself. Right. He yeah, was, I'll give he you was, that. He was literally having a conversation with, with himself. himself. <laughs> That's all I give you that. Bruh, I'm saying Ready to Die is ahead of his time. You gotta go back and fuck with that album and, and just listen to the crafty, like the, the, the artisanship that he put on that. I feel like Reasonable Doubt is dope. I feel like the production is dope. Big's production wasn't the greatest, but it was like the old school hip hop with the boom bap, you know what I'm saying? Like not a lot of sampling, it was just raw percussion and Big just flowed on it. He told his story, right. he told about he was getting money for his daughter, right. and then when he had the Unforgettable, I mean, that's when he brought yeah. the, the samples and it was like, yo, this is different. Remember, Big's thing came out in 94, yeah. 93, 94, 95. Jay dropped in 96. In 96. Yeah. So I'm saying you gotta put it in context. But when, you, but when you think about when Jay dropped in 96, for for that album, for all real hip hop heads, that album was immaculate. Well, let me. But think about okay. when Jay dropped. Okay. Jay dropped amongst the heights of the Death Row Empire. Right. Jay dropped among the heights of Pop getting out of jail. Right. And going over to Death Row. Right. Jay succeeded wow. amongst Pop coming out and cold dissing the shit out this nigga. Right. For nothing. Right. You really think everybody he named Mob Deep had a real beef with. Right. Biggie had a real beef with. Uh, Jermaine Dupri and the Brett had a real beef with. He, every nigga he met, Haitian Jack, he said Haitian Jack for real was part of them niggas that robbed him. Right. Had a real beef with. Right. For the longest time, niggas that don't know New York folklore thought Haitian Jack was Jay-Z. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dumb motherfuckers. It was a bunch of niggas like, oh shit, he must be talking about Jay. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. when he said Jay, what that nigga said, Big Pimpin'? Or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He really had no reason to go at Jay. You went at this nigga because you knew that when he called out the East Coast, now think about this. Mm -hmm. You calling out the East Coast, but you got red and meth on your album. Two of the dopest East Coast niggas ever. True. When you called out the East Coast, you called out all kings, nigga. Right. And you even called out a king that had nothing to do with you. I think he, I don't think he, I think he called out Jay because he was an up and coming. I don't think, as you said, Reasonable Doubt didn't go platinum until long until after. Until like 2000. And you gotta think, because it came out in the height of all that was happening. Yeah, that's the only reason it didn't go platinum. But, but and I, I mean, I was, like I told you on the Twitter joint, I was still bumping Nas Elmatic in 96. I mean, I, I was too. But I'm just saying that Jay's, Jay, okay. Take away Jay's production. Okay. And just, and just do acapella, right? He's still killing big. I don't think so. Jay, I, okay, okay. 22 twos. Friend of foes. Like, come on, man. If we go song for song, mm -hmm. the only thing that you got is the opening and the fucking ending. That is it. I might even give you warning. Mm -hmm. But outside of that. You, you sleeping. I'm sleeping. I'm nah, telling you, people, look, this is what I did. I, I listened to Reasonable Doubt back to back before I even put Ready to Die in. And I was really trying to like root for Jay. Like, I, Jay is like nasty with his lyrics. He's got, he's got swagger in his like delivery and his metaphors. That's Jay. He got swag like a motherfucker. Right? right. I give him that. But I was like, I was bored. Why was I bored going from track to track to track? I was bored. Because you was already being biased nah, for Nah, I'm not. I'm not being biased <laughs> for Babe. I'm saying, I think it comes down to this, people. It's the caliber of who you are and your identity. We're going to take this full circle. I can get you, know you that. Yeah. You're definitely on, more big than Jay. Right. I'm not a flashy Even motherfucker, Even when we man. rap together. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. get you that. I'm not, I get that. I'm all about delivery. I'm all about, like, hitting you with how you pronounce it, it's like punching you in the gut. I'm all about, yeah, I'm gonna be on that train and I, I gotta make this decision. I gotta go rob this dude and get whatever I gotta get to survive. Jay was all like trying to be like, um, you know what I'm saying, imitating 
the mob boss trying to be flashy, trying to be like, yeah, I'm going to have people running stuff. Like, I get that. Right. That just wasn't me. But every nigga also said, I don't think it was a, a, a act because there's plenty of niggas that said Jay's nah. the one nigga, or, or not the one, but out of the niggas that rap, yeah. Jay was one of them niggas that actually had everything he rapped about before he was even a fucking rapper. Nah, nah. Bro, I, I test. I saw Jay, seriously, and like Jamaica Ave in his like Mercedes joint. Right. Man. Seriously. So I know Jay had before he had that hood fame before. Do them shits even got leathers? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, people. Big didn't start rapping till he was like 18, son. Okay. Later in life, and he still came out a monster. Big. This okay. Think about it. This man is like six four. 280, 300 pounds, like, everybody like big motherfuckers. They just got, like, this this presence about right. it. His delivery was real. I'm not saying Jay's delivery wasn't real, but maybe I'm just more accustomed and more drawn to the, you know what I'm saying, the, um... The like MOPs, the Onyxes, like I like that right. that slam kind of rap, like I that delivery you. that was just hard. It was like everything was coming from his gut, and I felt everything he said. Jay, I feel like when I put on Reasonable Doubt, I feel like you know what I'm saying. I just like went to the court. I was balling all day. I might have hollered at a couple bitches. You know what I'm saying? I went home. I took a shower. And like, yo, we about to go like to Manhattan. We about to get, about fly, to get as fly as fuck. Yep. And I'm like, I'm putting reasonable doubt yeah, in. Nigga, I'm, getting in the, I'm getting in the whip. And I'm like, yo, I'm just chilling. And listen, then I'm going to be like, yo, I'm on my game. I'm on my game real, shit right and, now. And, and, I, and I could agree with that. Right? If, listen, if I'm down in Brightmore doing something with them Brightmore niggas, I'm probably on some big shit. But when I'm flying out in Jefferson, and I know right. all of the bitches about to be at the aisle, nigga, right. it's reasonable doubt time. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not taking nothing away from reasonable doubt. And it could be due to the fact, like you said, just just the way people are as people. Right. For me, mm-hmm. when I for real, for real, I mean, I've always been in love with rap. Mm-hmm. But when I fell in love with wanting to do, wanting to write bars for real and wanting to project this image... Mm-hmm. Jay was that nigga for me. I feel you. You know what I mean? Like, I honestly don't understand niggas who say they don't fuck with Jay. Like, it baffles yeah, me. I'm I like... I don't get that either. You know what I'm saying? I, even if he not your favorite. Yeah. You know what I'm nah, saying? you got you got I'm like, how do you yeah. not fuck with this nigga? You have like, to fuck with This Jay. nigga has yeah. literally... I, I, outside of Reasonable Doubt, right. he's dropped 12 albums mm-hmm. that went platinum in their first fucking week out. It's not now, in, guess, right? well 13 with reasonable with doubt, reason, with but in the first week out, it's right. 12. 12. There's no other nigga in rap history that's ever done that. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's a businessman. So for me, it's like Jay gave us he gave he gave us the streets, and and, and don't get me wrong, he even big up big. I would never ever take anything away from Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm gonna call him Biggie Smalls, even though. Did you ever hear the story about why he had to change his name? There was some white rapper in New York that was that that already had that shit yeah, trademark. So yeah. Big is the, is yeah. Biggie Smalls to me still. But anyway, I won't take nothing away from Big. I just kind of feel like, and, and my man's brought this up too. Like everybody give Big King. Mm-hmm. How can you get this nigga King off of two albums? He was dope, yeah. and he did his thing. And and if he hadn't got murdered, mm-hmm. I honestly feel like. He would have gave us a lot of shit. See, because to make life after death, mm-hmm. nigga, you had to. What can you do after that? Nothing. Fuck what you heard. Life after death is immensely better than all eyes on me. For all you niggas who might not agree, hit me up. <laughs> life after death is a million times better than mm-hmm. all eyes on me, my nigga. Ooh, we about to get to a big and pock. Duh. Now. We got to. We got to. We got to get into big and pock. I mean, and, and I gotta put it like this. You know what I'm saying? One of my one of my boys who you about to you about to uh, meet him, Bishop, aka Slyo. What's up? We about to do a show, but this man is like pop fan to the death. I, I know. When that nigga told me he watched to, Juice to relax, yeah, to relax, <laughs> Bishop, and that's where he get Bishop from. He'll let you know. But he watched Bishop's character, Tupac's to character, relax, to man. relax. That just lets you know. Right. But I'm gonna say I'm even gonna look, ready to die. I'm putting that up also up against. I'll put that up against All Eyes On Me. I'll put, I'll put that up there, too. As far as the hard lyrics, the hard, like, I'm ready to go out and just smash, I'll put that up against you people. 
go listen to Ready to Die. You know and what? Let me let you know me what? and then let me know at foreshadowing zero zero. You know what I'm saying at Gmail. Let me know your thoughts. 007 You know what I'm saying At Gmail Let me know your thoughts On that ready to die That shit is hard people You know what I'm gonna say If All Eyes on Me Was one CD Mm -hmm. Yeah It for sure I think the only Because it's double That's the only reason Because If you take If you take the first CD I can take some shit Off that first CD That I don't fuck with Mm -hmm. I can take some second shit You know what I mean But when you break Both of them down It's kind of like Eh but I, I, I see where you're coming from, though. Yeah, man. Uh, this is no disrespect to you. Well, I say this. It's no disrespect to Pac. For all you Pac stands, y'all can suck my dick. All you niggas that think Pac is, like, only second to Jesus, you can kiss my <laughs> ass, yo. Pac ain't even top five dead or alive. Hands down. Hands. Best rapper ever is Tupac. I will give you that. As far as what a rapper embody, helping the black, uh, the black system move, Teaching us about shit and all that. Right. What a rapper embodies, hands down, Tupac is the best rapper to ever fucking do it. Mm. But a lyricist, a hip hop b boy nigga, a nigga that can just keep you always in tune. I put it to you like this: I want you niggas to lie to me and be like you went ooh at least ten <laughs> times in one Tupac album. You didn't do nah, it. Nah, didn't do it. You didn't do it. He didn't have he didn't have bars like that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He he didn't have he had like. Like that's why I think they put Pac and Big in the same category because both of them had that like I'm gonna follow this motherfucker like that leadership. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Real like, shit. They was about to go out and do something. Yeah, and they was about their business and they was gonna go out like not just saying it on words but they did it. They did it. And I think going back to the Jay Z thing, they don't talk enough about what Big did in the streets. Oh, as well. for sure, real shit. You know what I'm saying? Big that. was in the streets, right? Doing his. Big thing. was definitely our leader. Oh yeah, he was I mean, doing his thing. Man. I feel like I feel like the the, the whole Big and Pac thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the reason why 20 years later we just actually getting the story, the real story of Haitian Jack, okay. the real story of Jimmy Henchman and all them niggas right. is because had you told that story for real when all of that shit happened, right. Big and Pop could have patched that shit up. Yeah. But when you when you want the world to believe, and when you got a whole bunch of East Coast niggas that know mm-hmm. that these niggas did this shit and 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 Big didn't have shit to do with it. Right. But the 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 media is telling you Big, 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 big. Pac is telling you right. Big did it. Right. I mean, I can almost understand where Pac even came from. You the only nigga know that I'm coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I get robbed and shot. Right. Then we find out 20 years later that these niggas saw you coming to the studio. Right. You ain't tell them you was coming. They right. got you. They got you. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Right. So my thing is like when Pac first went over to death row and started all of that Damu, West Side Riding, I Love LA shit. Mm-hmm. Big, honestly, even though I feel like we was already following him, as far as the East Coast, West Coast shit, Big got thrust into that shit by the media. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. We we needed somebody to be like, yo. Because this nigga Pac, I feel you. you a New York okay. nigga Pac, let's be real. Right. You Baltimore and New York before you anything. Right. But whatever, we know your mama was a panther, you, was, you did some... Yeah, some, activism, some, yeah. Some, uh, some of your childhood was raised out in Oakland, I'll right. even give you that. Right. Even, nigga... Even if Pac had went to Oakland, right. I could have understood it. But nigga, you went to LA where you did not grow up. Right. And that's where you start calling home. That was the problem for me. Yeah, his feelings was hurt, bro. Exactly. I he, get he, it. His butt was hurt, man. He had to, he, come on. And real shit, any real nigga know, I'm going to be real because if I was in a position, a nigga come get you out of jail, yeah, I'm going to ride for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? When nobody else knowing Pac got money to get out of jail. Right. That nigga should came and got him. Fuck it. And nigga shit. You got the best producer, right. the number one rapper at the time in Snoop Dogg. Right. You got Dog Pound coming up underneath you. Right. But it's the best home for me to be. I'm Tupac. Fuck gonna say something to me. You know, there's so. a lot of there's a lot of stuff on YouTube that's really getting into the character of who Pac was. And I was, you know, I, I, I gotta say honestly, people like I, I respect Pac more, but as far as like that whole street cred thing, that wasn't Pac. At all. Pac was not that street guy. Like, he wasn't out there selling. He wasn't out there, like, you know what I'm saying, gang banging. He wasn't out there, like, really robbing people. Like, Pac was educated. Pac came from an activist family. Right. The Planters, which is why I think he gets more of that, 
that street cred from. Right, right, right. Because right. of the whole Panther movement. Right. And being raised in that household. Right. And that's what sprung him into being Tupac the legend. Right. If you take away the whole mom and pops and the Black Panther, I think Pac is just another, another rapper, rapper who is like, who is just maybe real, but it doesn't give him that credit. Right. And then you put the whole like Juilliard thing in there with the acting and everything. Right. I mean that that just bolstered it more for him to, to change genres of movies to music and we got that big round picture of who Pac was. Right. But if you take away the Panther in his bloodstream. Yeah. You kinda just got another nigga. You got another? I mean hey, I'm look, just all being you, real. All you Pac stands, you can come for me if you want to. I know it's a lot of you niggas. You niggas like to fight over Tupac as if this nigga fucked your mother before or some shit. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I mean, it just is what it is, yo. Niggas don't... For, for everything that hip-hop is, yo, mm-hmm. real talk, Pac's not top five dead or alive. Uh, He's the best rapper ever. Right. Ever, ever, ever. Right. Again, what a rapper embodies. Uh, <clears throat> you know, and teaching us things. Mm-hmm. And letting us know that there was different ways outside of drug dealing and hustling and all of that shit. Right. And he gave you the real. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we talked about this before. How I feel like um, Me Against the World is his best fucking album. Mm. But niggas is fucking try to beat you in the head with right. All Eyes on Me. Yep. You niggas is is, is is blinded over nostalgia. Yep. When All Eyes on Me dropped, that was probably one of the dopest times in hip-hop ever. Right. Fucking ever. It was hard then, yo. We was waiting on Big to respond. This nigga dropped All Eyes on Me. He right. on death row. Jay just right. dropped. <laughs> Wu-Tang dropping. Oh fucking, God. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Everybody in the '90s, wow. yo, Red Man dropping, Survival of the Illest tour had just popped yes, off. Like '90, that '96, '97 time, that was one of the dopest times in hip hop ever. So I think a lot of you niggas suffer from nostalgia. Yep. Pac is not top five dead or alive when it comes to lyricism, when it comes to his his bars and his delivery, all of that shit. The nigga's the best rapper ever. Just in again, in what a rapper embodies as a person and as a whole. Right. But Pac wasn't fucking with a lot of niggas I'm, out I'm here with you, the I'm bars. A, here's, here's why Pac is put on that number one or number two spot. Because Pac, on some real shit, he defined more of who a black man was there you go. in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he gave you, you know what I'm saying, a body of work that showed the emotional aspect that showed the, the the loving aspect, that showed the like, look, fuck this, I'm about to go hit yeah. him up aspect. Yeah. He gave you all the respect for moms, you know what I'm saying? Like, he gave you so much on a, on a, on a range of emotion in his music. You didn't get that from a lot of MCs. Real shit, real shit. And a lot of MCs don't know how to do that. Niggas want telling you they mamas was crackheads. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I, I, take, I take Method Man. Like, he did the song with Mary J. Blige. Right. And then he also did, like, you know what I'm saying, 36 Chambers type. I mean, he yeah. did, and me, you know, like, Cream. All. Right. You saw, like, okay, Meth had a little arrange, like, a, a, an array of, like, Emotion, but it wasn't like Pac. It Pac, wasn't Pac, yeah. Pac gave you like Pac gave you raw everything. Yeah. Emotion, like Brenda's got a Brenda's got a. Oh my I heard, god! I heard, I heard a chick. Uh, this chick, I don't think this chick older than twenty one, uh-huh. and she told me she heard Brenda's got a baby for her first time recently, right. and it made her cry. And I, I felt that, right. like a nigga that made a song when you wasn't even thought about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Can still affect you to this day. That's real shit. You know what I'm saying? That's like, real. and and I think that's another thing that. For all you Pac stands, because a lot of niggas that bring up Pac only bring up All Eyes on Me and right, Machiavelli. Right. Nobody wants to talk about Tupacalypse now. Nobody wants to talk about Strictly for My Niggas. Mm-hmm. Nobody even... Listen, it's a lot of you niggas, if I told y'all to go back and listen to Five Deadly Venoms right now, you wouldn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you niggas are stands for the wrong reason. Let's talk about Pac from the beginning. Nigga been dope. Yeah. But like, come on, man. From the beginning. You know what I'm saying? One, yeah. of, the, one of the best songs Pac ever put out was I Get Around. Get around. You know what I'm saying? And niggas, do, niggas can't even tell you what the fuck that is. So for me, it's like, all respect for those who break their necks and keep their hoes in check. Cause old waist runner runner mangerly. And I don't know why your girl keeps paging me. Come on, man. Nah, that was the shit. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? So I, I, I will give pop again. And what a rapper embodies, hands down, number one. But when you niggas is talking lyrics, you niggas is talking uh, 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 just bars, period. Nah, B. Nah, not at all. All right, we're going to do this real quick, man, since we got a little heightenness going. This is Smoking With No Regrets right now. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you got a choice on just raw emotion going on. I'm gonna just say Pac. Okay. All right. So Tupac. Right. Just spit anything that come to mind just raw until you can't anything that comes to mind. Tupac. Tupac. Activist. Uh -huh. Black man. Uh, uh, role model even. Uh, uh, I, again, best rapper. Um, Bloods. Mm. Um, uh, uh, what, what else? What else? Shit. Asshole. Firestarter. Mm. Um, shit. A lot of you niggas might hate me for this, but King. Um, shit. They call Steph Curry Jesus in the jersey. Pac was Jesus with a notebook. Mm. Real shit. You know what I'm saying? Pac, mm. Pac, Pac was definitely very influential. He was, and, and, and when I say this, I, I, I hate that I have to put the disclaimer of no homo, but Pac was a beautiful person. You know what I'm saying? Um, shit, Pac was one of the first niggas to have, uh, what's what I'm trying to say, uh, sightings. Like, you know how niggas be like, oh, I saw Elvis. Yeah. Pac was the first, I seen Tupac, <laughs> so man. No, he didn't. No, he didn't, you know what I'm saying? Um, that nigga, Pac was, was, was real. He was very humble, but he was very assholeish. Uh, again, being from Detroit, I love the fact that when he spit in the camera, he had that Red Wings jersey on. Um, Y'all niggas, man. Pac, Pac, Pac was Tupac, uh, a dancer, mm. a, a, a shit, a background nigga. Pac, hey, Pac pulled a motherfucking Kevin Federline before Kevin Federline. <laughs> <laughs> Pac danced his way to the motherfucking Woo! front, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Digital so, underground. Exactly, up. bro. That's again, a lot of niggas don't know. Yep. Pac was a background, background dancer. dancer. You yeah. niggas respect Tupac for shooting gun or shooting them cops in Atlanta. You niggas respect Tupac for beating that rape case and all of that. Pac was a background dancer. You don't believe me, do your fucking history. For all you young yep. niggas that don't really know shit about Tupac. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, one of, I, I won't say the realest to ever do it, but one of the realest to ever do it. You know what I'm saying? And the only nigga, and real shit, outside of Michael Jordan, he's the reason why you ball head niggas rock ball heads now. Jay, like Jay even said, nigga, even Tupac had a nose ring. You niggas is out here criticizing a lot of these niggas out here for doing what they do, but your favorite rapper had a fucking nose ring. Yep. Hands down. And he made Temptations. And that's my shit. But it, actually, I won't even say Temptations. You niggas is mad at niggas doing certain shit. Y'all remember Pac in that fucking tub? Oops. With the bubbles. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Get on Odell Beckham. They, you're right. And, and you know what I mean? So, hey, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm it. just saying. If you, if, you niggas wanna, if you niggas wanna judge niggas, Pac was the first nigga in the tub with the bubbles. So, with the nose ring in. So, again, if I'm smoking with no regrets on Tupac, bruh, like, that's probably it for me. Like, but overall embodiment, real shit, 100% black man, 100% king. Yep. And at the same time, 100% nigga. Yes, sir. See, you see what I'm saying, man? Like, ah, uh, that's, that's smoking with no regrets, people. You know what I mean? It's just, it's unapologetic. It's unbiased. It's just raw emotion. It's what comes to mind first. But on that, we look at big we look at jay we look at pop and the commonalities that i see between them are well, that's the wife calling, but the commonalities that i see between them are, is this you know what i'm saying you got three black males about their business you know what i'm saying taking something and making make, taking nothing and making something you know what i'm saying going out there on their grind on their hustle they're not in there playing video games they're not in there, you know what I'm saying, making excuses why they can't do something, why they can't make bread. They took what they had, what they was good at, flipped and it. it, and did it. Made something for themselves, talked about the environment, used where they came from as tools to open doors to elevate themselves, and at the same time, elevate the people. Not right. just black people, but even people outside of the black race as well. Oh, they also, they created unity between a lot of races as well because just on who they were, we got talking topics. We got yeah. songs that we relate to. You know what I'm saying? We can we can all collab together because of these three motherfuckers. Yeah, Jay's shit. still doing it, 
But the other two motherfuckers, like, for real. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's smoking with no regrets. You know what I'm saying? It, it really just delves in. We really get to see the identity and just see the, the progress and also how it brings people together. Like I said, man, it, it's a beautiful thing, people. It's a beautiful shit. thing. Smoking with no regrets. Smoking with no regrets. You know what I'm saying? Look. People, we're going to end it right there, you know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate y'all for, um, you know what I'm saying, giving it your time and your attention, you know what I'm saying, to Shadows Anonymous. This is Smoking With No Regrets. I'm your man, Foreshadow, a.k.a. Kaz, the Black Knight, you know what I'm saying, a.k.a. Astoria's Black Waldo. If you can find me, I got all info for you, baby. I will give it to you raw and uncut. I'm with my mans, my brother, you know what I'm saying, Penrose Eames. Holla at them people, Penrose. Shit, man. Of course, again, man, I'm Penrose Eames. Catch me on Twitter at Penrose Eames, a.k.a. Mansa Panacea, a.k.a. Mental Holding of Gargantuan Size, and I'm the Wolf of Wall Street. Shout out Detroit. Joy Rose, stand up. Mmm, people. Fuck with your boys. There is so much to be said. There is so much to be talked about. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear... Everything that you want to say, everything you got to say, your opinions, I don't care. Bias, unbiased, I'm not going to judge. I want to hear from you. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to keep this moving. Let's let's make this movement go. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's get to the identity of the soul, the identity of you. You know what I'm saying? Let all your feelings go. Whatever you want to say, say it to me at foreshadowing007 at gmail.com or hit me up at, at findmyshadows on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. Stay tuned because I got some more, you know what I'm saying, um, little little spots that I'm going to get involved in, the Snapchat and all that stuff, Facebook, whatever. But just just stick with your boy for right now. Holler at me. And we're going to keep this going. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep this shit going. All right? So I'm your boy. I am your skyscraper, Kaz. And we are signing out this motherfucker. Thank you for joining us, my shadow citizens. One. Please hang up and try again.